Are you ready to take control of your life? Overcome the obstacles that have been holding you back. I'm Dr. D, and welcome to Quitting is Not an Option, a podcast that inspires and empowers you to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. I know what it feels like to be held back by past failures and setbacks as I myself lost a multi-million dollar business, home, investments, and marriage due to the bad acts of a CFO. But I rose from the ashes and recreated a new life, and now I am an accomplished author, gifted speaker, consultant, and life coach. And each episode will cover tips and strategies to overcome adversity, overcome fear and feelings of failure. We also have experts and special guests who share their inspiring experiences to support you every step of the way. Together, we can help you find joy in your journey while positioning you towards success. Let's get started. Breast cancer is a disease in which cells in the breast grow out of control. There are different kinds of breast cancer. The kind of breast cancer depends on which cells in the breast turn into cancer. Breast cancer can begin in different parts of the breast. Most breast cancers are carcinomas. The most common breast cancers such as ductal carcinoma and invasive carcinoma are adenocarcinomas. Since the cancer start in the gland cells in the milk ducts or the milk producing glands. Breast cancer can occur in women and rarely in men. Symptoms of breast cancer include a lump in the breast, bloody discharge from the nipple, and changes in the shape or texture of the nipple or breast. Treatment depends on the stage of cancer, and it may consist of chemotherapy, radiation, and or surgery. There are usually five warning signs of breast cancer to include new lump in the breast or underarm, the armpit usually, a thickening or swelling of part of the breast, irritation or dimpling of breast skin, redness or flaky skin in the nipple area or the breast, and a pulling in of the nipple or pain in the nipple area. Today, we will discuss how breast cancer has impacted someone for over 35 years. Mind you, she was given six months to live when she was first informed that she had breast cancer. And yet another time she was given six months to live. But 35 plus years later, she is here to share with us her story. That someone is none other than Daz Patterson, a gospel recording artist on the Adamant Record label, a playwright, singer, movie producer, and director, a five octave voice range assistant pastor at Loveland Church in Ontario, California, and president 
of PNP Productions Entertainment Incorporated. Allow me to welcome Pastor Daz. Pastor Daz, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. I always love telling my story because most people see it as unbelievable. Well, I can tell you, you are not the norm when it relates to breast cancer. And I know that you have looked at other ways of working through this situation. Right. You are a success story. Also, allow me to welcome the PFAM around the globe, as well as our new relatives who are joining us on this podcast for the first time today. Now, Pastor Daz, let's get back to you. How long have you had breast cancer? 35 years. Uh, This, well, this past year was 35, so now it's 36 because this is... uh, you know, another year. So it's it's 36 years now. Okay. 36 years and still kicking. Yes. Were you a smoker? Oh, yes. I was a smoker 35, 40 years ago. I was a smoker. How and long did you smoke? I smoked until I was about 35. I smoked until I was 35, 38, something like that. And then I put the cigarettes down. I just put them down and never picked them up again. I smoked a pack to a pack and a half a day. That's a lot. That's a lot. And I enjoyed my smoking. When the doctor said smoking is not good for you, I put it down and I never picked it up again. And that's been quite a few years. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. How about your eating habits? Were you a poor eater as far as nutrition is concerned? Tell us about that. No, no, I was not a poor eater. I ate well. And at that time, I was not a big eater. And I was always exercising and I was, I made sure I didn't overeat. So I was conscious of my health also and my weight because I didn't want to be heavy because I had two sisters that were heavy. So I was conscious of my weight always. So cancer for 35 years, I mean, it really just gives me pause because very few people live with cancer for 35 years. How did you deal with cancer for 35 years without giving up? Well, early on, I found out I had cancer. I was en route to do some missionary work in Africa. And just as I returned home, I found out that I had terminal cancer. But I had already been a smoker. I had just stopped smoking maybe about from five to 10 years before I found out I had cancer. But immediately started treatment on me. When I got back, I wasn't feeling well. I was hurting. My left side was hurting. 
left side of my breast was hurting. And uh, when I went to the doctor, they told me early on that it looked like cancer. So they started treatment on me immediately. And instead of getting better, the cancer got worse. So that's when they told me that I had, at that time, they said I had two months to live. At the time, I was very, very sick. I had to have help to even go to the bathroom because I was very, very sick. And suddenly, it was like God talked to me and told me that he would heal me. And so I believed what he told me. So I was healed at the time because I went to the doctor after I started feeling better. And the doctor said, well, I can't believe this, but we just x-rayed the areas where the cancer was and there's no sign of the cancer. And I know God did that because he told me he was going to do it. And I said, praise God. I said, God did that. And the doctor said, well, we don't understand because Miss Patterson, you had cancer all over your breast areas. It was eating away. And I said, but God knows my body and God healed me. So at that time, they took me off of some of the medicine that I was on. And for a good four, five years, they kept checking me, but I was, I was all right. So about the 12th year after the first cancer, they told me I had it again. And this time it was with a vengeance. But after a while, that left also. So now they're telling me that I have it again. This will be the third time that God, if he chooses to heal me, then he will heal me. But this time it is more pain. I'm in bed more than I ever was. And they're telling me that I have it in my back and it's eating in my back and it's eaten to the bone in my back. Therefore, it causes my leg, right leg, to hurt very badly. And I also, according to them, I have arthritis. So with the arthritis and the cancer pain, it's very painful. When you say God healed you, mm -hmm. God spoke to you and yes. said, I am healing you. You will yes. be healed. Yes. And he also told me, that I would have the 12 years that I had. He wrote in the clouds, 12. Now, most people would say, God didn't talk to her. She didn't do this. She couldn't have known. But God wrote in the clouds, 12. And I didn't understand at the time. And after 12 years of being without cancer or pain, then I understood. Yes, that's because he told me he was going to give that to me. That's powerful. And just to hear from God and to trust him, were there any 
things that he gave you to do to make that healing concrete? Or did he just heal you like that with no extra requirements? What did you do? Did you do anything to cement that healing? Well, as I put in my movie, I did a movie on this, that God told me that he would heal me. The requirements was to believe because most time people don't believe. And when they hear God telling them, they don't even believe that he would talk to them. But God will talk to you. He will talk, especially if you're willing to listen. I was willing to listen. And I was in so much pain. And I had to take so much pain medication that I really was out of it. And God told me what he was going to do. And I had no choice but to listen because I had uh, lots of pain. So it was like, hey, listen. And he talked and I listened. Amazing. So tell us what God's voice sounded like. What was it like? Goodness. I can't. His voice was like a wind. Mm. Yeah, it was like a wind. I I can't. Oh, I, I can't really explain it. But I knew that God was talking to me. And most people doubt the fact that God is talking to them. That's why they don't do what God is telling them to do because they think, God, God wouldn't talk to me. You know, why is he talking to me? Well, God is talking to you simply because he has something to say. He always has something to say. He's the only one that can take your pain in his hand and the pain disappear. So have you engaged with God this time? Has he promised healing yet again, which will be a third time? Well, no, no, he he hasn't yet. but. It wasn't at this time that he promised to heal me before. Mm -hmm. One of them was the night that I knew that I was going to die because they had told me I would. So I had prepared and I was ready. So it was at the time where I was, I was ready because I know God. I love God. And when I do die, I only want to go where he wants me to go. And he knew that. I had already told him, God, if you're ready for me to go, please, Lord, don't let anybody come and get me but you. Well, scripture tells us that faith without works is dead. Right. And so... You had faith. God had spoken to you. Mm -hmm. What works did you implement? 
I had already exercised the work. The work, I believed God. I believed whatever he told me. I would do whatever he told me to do. I was working already. I was singing, speaking, telling people about the Lord. So my work was what he wanted me to do, not what I wanted to do. So I allowed God to use me. That's the thing. That's number one. Allow God to use you. And so many of us want to use ourselves. We don't, we're not going to let God use us because we want to use ourselves because we're just that selfish. So what do you say to a newly diagnosed cancer patient and what advice would you give them to successfully live with it? One, you've already said, allow God to use you. What would be a second? First of all, I gave it to God. I said, Lord, this is yours. I don't know what to do. I I don't know how to do what you want me to do. But whatever you want me to do, I want to do it. So use me in your service. And I believe because I have been a cancer survivor for 35 years, that that's what God is doing to let people know cancer is not a death sentence. Not anymore. And it really never was because most people, as soon as they get cancer, they fall apart. And because they believe that, hey, I got cancer, I'm going to die. No, no, you're not going to die unless God says it's time. So believe, trust, and obey. Understand what God is doing. Sometimes you are performing something that needs to be played out in somebody else's life because there are so many unbelievers. God is using you to help others to believe. And that's what I believe that he has done in my life. He's using me to help others. And when the time is over, you know, he'll let me know. I believe with all my heart that God will never leave you ignorant. You will know. Just trust and obey. Trust and obey. So are you believing this time that he will heal you or have you have you turned it over to him this time one thing that we need to know is we need to let god be god mm-hmm. god knows what he's going to do he knows so i leave it up to him okay yeah 
I leave it up to God. I like, you know, God, whatever you want. And don't forget, I'm 81 years old and God has never left me. Not one minute because I try not to play tiddlywinks as a lot of people do. You know, and what is that again? Tiddlywinks? I've never tiddlywinks. Okay. A lot of people play tiddlywinks with the Lord because they want everybody else to believe that they believe, but they don't believe themselves. So you're playing a game. And this is not a game for me. This is real because God has done what nobody else could do for me. And I trust him. I believe what he says. I will always do what he says. I belong to God. And he belongs to me. Amazing. So for our PFAM that are listening in, one, allow God to use you. Give the situation to God. Uh, Cancer, number three, is not a death sentence. Number four, believe, trust, and obey. Amen. Pastor Daz, does cancer run in your family? Yes. I have, matter of fact, we're funeralizing a niece of mine. Okay. So and she had cancer. My sister, who is the mother of this young lady we're funeralizing, my sister had cancer. One of my sisters, I had three brothers with cancer. They all had cancer. Everyone in my family, except for my father and my mother, had cancer. Everyone, you know, my sisters, brothers, and they all had cancer. They all died from cancer. And what kind of cancer? Various kinds. Okay. Some had bladder cancer, some had, you name it, they had various kinds. Okay. My sister, who died 10 years ago, had the same kind of cancer I did. Yeah, she had the very same cancer. Did you have a mastectomy? Yes. Okay. I had a mastectomy twice. I had both sides. I had a mastectomy on both sides. Okay. At various times, not at the same time. How about alternative or holistic medicine? Did you participate or engage in that at any point during your... Yes, I did it myself. I ordered some holistic medication that I believe that was instrumental in the first time having the cancer not be serious anymore. So Pastor Daz... Mm -hmm. 81 years old, 35, 36 years Mm -hmm. of dealing with cancer. Obviously, quitting is not an option for you. Is there a certain inward strength or commitment that one must have to face the situation head on and to grasp and hold on to quitting is not an option because we get weak sometimes. Yes, yes. And I'm not saying that I'm an island. 
I get weak. I go through change and sometimes the pain is so great that I find myself really wanting to give up. But I made a promise to the Lord that whatever he does is all right with me. It's really on him because Jesus suffered. He suffered and died on the cross for us. Now we say, yeah, but he wasn't human. Yes, he was. Yes, he was human. You know, they beat him. They put thorns on his head and as a crown and they laughed at him. They did all these things to him. And he felt that. That was not something that he wasn't God. So at that time, so that he didn't feel it. He felt all of that. You know, so I say to myself every time the pain is so great, Sometimes the pain is so great that I feel that it would be best if I just went ahead and died because the pain is just that great. And when I look at my x-rays and I see where the cancer is eating my back, eating the bone in my back, and I say, Lord, how am I going to take all of this? But how did he take all of what he took? He believed. And that's what I have got to do. I got to believe. So you would say to all of our listeners, believe. Believe in God. Okay. Believe and not play like you believe. Because people, a lot of people just want to look good. You know, yeah, I've done this. I've done that. And therefore, I I am this I, I. No, God is enabling me to handle the pain that I handle. And it's nobody but Jesus. Nobody but. Mm-hmm. Des, now, now what? Now I'm in treatment. You know, I'm in another kind of treatment. It is not chemotherapy treatment. It's another kind of treatment I get with the needle. They inject me on each side and I get that once a month. And if it doesn't work and God says, okay, it's time for you to go. I'm ready. You're good with that. I'm good with it. You're good Because with I will know if God calls me home, I will know who's holding me. He's the one that's got me and he's got me all the way. So I'm not worried. I'm 81. I've had a good life, a very good life. So I'm thankful to God for what he has done, already done for me. So 35, 36 years later, you have gone through chemotherapy, radiation, surgery, You've had it all, but most importantly, and you've done the holistic modalities as well, but Mm -hmm. most importantly, you're giving the glory to God for your survival for 35 plus years. Right. Okay. All right. Well, Pastor Daz, I want to thank you for joining us today. I want to thank the PFAM for joining 
PFAM, Pastor Dez, has a story, and that story she has shared with us. Pastor Dez, if any of our PFAM would like to reach out to you, are you participating in social media? Do you want to leave an email address? You know, I would love to be helpful to anyone who needs help in the cancer area where I can help, where I can tell you that trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him. See, we have a habit of allowing ourselves to take the credit when we have no credit coming. Mm -hmm. So in all our ways, we acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. I want everyone to remember that. That's what I have to say. Okay. Well, PFAM, thank you again. Pastor Daz, thank you for joining us. And allow me to leave you with Isaiah 53.5, which says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our inequities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. P-Fam, take care and be safe. Thank you for listening. I hope you found today's episode valuable and inspiring. Remember, you have the power to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. If you want to continue on your journey towards emotional freedom and achieving your full potential, be sure to visit drdcarol.com. That's D-R-D-E-E-C-A-R-R-O-L-L.com for more resources and information. Again, thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that quitting is not an option.